Hey, welcome to the porch. We're out here every Monday with new episodes, so you can follow, subscribe, or whatever it is you have to do to get a notification so you can join us every week out here. Thanks for stopping by, and I hope you enjoy. Yeah, guess who didn't get to take a nap before recording? Uh oh. This guy. <laughs> uh, it is twelve thirty in the afternoon my time. I have been up since three forty five. Why? Well, because I'm an idiot and I uh really <laughs> like a sports team. <laughs> I really like a sports team and their their first game of the season was today and I was like, Oh, I'm gonna wake up and watch that. And so I did. Oh, uh, I forgot you and said they, you were gonna do that. Yeah. I mean it's good. They won. Can't be upset, but uh, there you go. right as the right as the game was ending when I thought, Oh, I can lay back down and sleep a little bit. Uh, my son woke up. And my lovely wife was like, can you take him downstairs, please? And I said, yeah, I can do that. Thinking that, oh, <laughs> she'll sleep for maybe an hour or two more. And she proceeded to sleep for another six hours. So that was cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, yesterday, which I'll get into it later in the episode. This is, I mean... We we were so fucking busy yesterday. Like yesterday was a very very long day, so I have no problem yeah, with her like sleeping it. as. Yeah, I have no problem with her sleeping as long as she did because she she needed it. She deserved it. But yeah, so it's it's just been a long morning for me, but it's good now. I'm good. Everything's good. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> but oh yeah, so. Well, I, before I dive into yesterday, is there, I mean, you got anything you want to say? Because I'm, I'm going to be talking for a minute. <laughs> um, no, I, I really don't have much. Just I feel you with the being busy part. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, so right now in Japan, it is what's called Obon season. And... Obon is very much like, and I'm going to butcher this because I don't know Spanish, uh, Dia de los Muertos, I believe is what it's called. Dia uh, de los Muertos. Yeah, sure. Where it's the movie Coco talks about it. I know that. Where like families will celebrate and prepare because past loved ones like cross back into the world. and You know what I mean? Like, Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it's a time for remembering loved ones and past loved ones and stuff. And and usually in Japan, I, I can't speak for, the, you know, Mexico and that culture, but in Japan, usually families will get together and maybe have a dinner or something. And then they'll usually go to, like, the grave um, of past loved ones and they'll, like, clean them off and, you know what I mean, make them look nice and bring flowers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so every year we have dinner at my wife's uncle's house because he has a nice big house and it's just where we all decide to do it and i was asking her about it uh the day before yesterday before we left i said what time do we need to be there for lunch and she looked me dead in the eyes and she said 10 30 a.m and i said that is not lunch <laughs> that's a brunch first i said that is a brunch we're doing brunch um, there be mimosas <laughs> i wish come to find out it was because well before i get into this i'm not upset about any of this i just want to be clear this was just why our day was so long um we we picked up her mom because uh for some reason this year her father couldn't go so we decided instead of doing two cars, her mom would just ride with us and we'll just have one car and it'll be great. So we had to go to her parents' house first to pick up her mom. That was at 1030. And then we had to go from there to meet her friends who are joining us at this event because they just recently moved to this area. And so like they, they don't really have family in this area to, to do this with. So mm-hmm. they, 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 
we invited them to to join with us. And um, so they didn't know how to get there. So we had to meet them at like a grocery store parking lot. And then they could follow us there to the lunch, which started from, you guessed it, noon, like most lunches do. <laughs> so our day started and what was that? Would that be an hour and a half before lunch actually started? Not the point. I digress. Um, so we do all that and we get there and we we got there probably 1130, 1145-ish. And we were waiting for uh, a couple other family members or whatever. They got there around noon. And, we, and we, you know, kids, uh, babies are playing. We're all eating. It's a good old time and whatnot. And everything's cool. And then, like, I don't know why. But lunch <laughs> was clearly over. No one was eating except maybe, like, nibbling at some stuff because nobody was cleaning up the table. Mm-hmm. And then, like... So at this point, it's probably it's probably two or two thirty. It's when I first messaged you and was like, "Hey, man, uh, I don't think I'm getting out of here." When I think I'm getting out of here, <laughs> yeah. um, you, uh, that was probably the time where everybody was finally like, oh, "Okay, let's clean this up and let's bring out the desserts that we all brought." And I was like, "All right, I knew we were going to do desserts, but like, can we get this train rolling?" <laughs> and so the can desserts to come go? out. <laughs> yeah, so it's probably it's probably one thirty or two, and uh, the desserts come out and we're eating them and stuff. And I, I remembered in the back of my mind, I was like, "Oh, my wife wants to go to like this pop up shop that's open until I well, I don't know when it's closed, but she wants to go to that. Maybe I can use that as an excuse to get us out of here." And so I looked at her and I was like, "Hey, don't you want to go to that shop? Do we need to get going?" And she was like, "Oh, it closes at four. Don't worry." And I looked at my phone, and I shit you not, it was 2.30. And I was like, huh. <laughs> well, all right. And so we sit there for a little longer, and then I was like, sweetie, it's 3 o'clock. If this place closes at 4, we should get going. And she's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, and, you know, she like said something to everybody, and everybody was like, oh, okay, yeah. And then she left for a second and came back. And so in my mind... I was like, oh, it's go time. Like, well, we need to start packing up and let's get this trip, let's get this shit going, you know? Yeah. Well, I start packing everything up and she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, we're leaving, are we not? And she's like, no, 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 no. I just like told everyone we'll be leaving soon. So we're going to leave in like 10 minutes. And I was like, what is that bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? And so I was like, well, can I at least like load up the car? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And so started putting everything away. And I swear that was all that needed to happen because the moment the first person saw me, like, take something to my car, everybody was like, all right, let's start cleaning up. Let's cl-. You know what I mean? And yeah. I was like, you motherfuckers. You were all just too <laughs> nervous to be the first person to make a move. Yeah. You could have done that hours ago. <laughs> yeah. I was like, had I known that, I would have started packing this shit up forever ago. And I'm going to keep that in my back pocket for next year. Fucking, the moment shit's done, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start packing up. There you go. But, yeah. We we ended up leaving at, like, 3.30. We get to this shop at, like, 3.35, 3.40. And we walk in there. We stay in there until fucking 4.20. And I was like, so much for closing at 4, huh? <laughs> and fi- I, I think we finally end up leaving, taking her mom back home at, like, 4.30-ish. At which point her mom was like, hey, can you get me home by 5? Because I have this appointment at 5.30. And I was like, well, I th- we still got to go clean the graves. What the, what the <laughs> hell? And f- thankfully her mom was like, yeah, we're not doing that today. We don't have time. And I was like, all right, cool. See ya. <laughs> so long story short, we left our apartment at like at 10 o'clock or something like that. We did not get home until 5.45. Which would have been 4.45 for me. Yeah, that would have been 4.45 in the morning for you. For the people oh, listening. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> for the people listening, to, put that, to make that relevant to you, I told Macaulay in the morning before I left, I said, hey, 
have to go to this lunch thing today. I'll probably be home around midnight or 1 a.m. your time. I was not home. That was not (laughs) the case at all. So, dropped the ball. That's why the episode's a little late. That's why we're recording now. But, yeah, dude, it was a fucking adventure. I mean, it was nice, you know. It was spending time with family. It was good, but. Yeah, it's always good. It was just, it was a much longer day than any of us expected. Even, even Sai, my wife, was like, whew, that was, that was a long day. And I was like, I fucking know. <laughs> but, yeah. it was a good time. That's all good, man. Like, well, I mean, we could have recorded my Saturday night, but, uh. I was late, so. <laughs> yeah, Boog, Boog was a bit of an instigator on that one. Dude, he just kept making me drink beers, and next thing I know, I was like, I can't record, can't drink and record. Yeah, you can't. It's against the rules. <laughs> it's, the one, it's the one rule we have. <laughs> the hell are you talking about? <laughs> You can't change the rules just because you don't like the way that I do it. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Speaking of drinking but, beers, though. Oh, yeah. you got something. I was, I was just going to say, I was just going to say, sorry. I really, I think I told you before, I really haven't drank a lot recently. Like, ever since... Uh, our son's been born. I've kind of been laid off drinking because my wife couldn't drink. But mm-hmm. she is officially done breastfeeding. So, like, now it's just fucking fair game because she can drink. So that means I can drink. So I've been dabbling yeah. back into it. And I had a welcome party for my new job uh, last Thursday. But because our son was sick at that time, I was like, well, she was she was originally going to pick me up. You know what I mean? Be my designated driver. But I was like, well, he's sick at home. I'm not going to make her do that. Like, I'll just, I just won't drink at my welcome party. Mm-hmm. And my, my new boss was like, well, on Saturday, there's like this event. If you want to come hang out and get a couple beers. And I was like, well, Saturday, I have these like dinner reservations with a teacher I worked with to celebrate, you know, me kind of like a going away party. And he was like, well, you know, if you decide to come, just let me know. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? It wouldn't hurt to go there like an hour before the dinner and just like pregame the dinner. So I, I yeah. meet up with my new boss at this like, just kind of like a fair festival type thing. I mean, nothing crazy. Um, and he was like, hey, glad you showed up. And he just like immediately went and bought me a beer. And I was like, all right, cool. And so, you know, I drink one beer or whatever. And I was like, well, he bought me one. I should buy him one. And then, like, that, then I'll stop. You know what I mean? I'll, two beers before dinner. That'll get me a good buzz. I'll go into dinner, have a couple drinks, and it'll be fine. And uh, so so I told my wife, I was like, hey, go. You're going to go get food. Buy two more beers, one for him, one for me. And she's like, okay. So she brings them back and buys them. And I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm milking these because I was like, I'm not trying to go to this dinner fucking spammered. Uh, <laughs> it's, already, it's already bad enough I was drinking these beers on an empty stomach, you know. Um, oh, yeah, that'll get you every time. I know, I know. And so I'm, like, milking <laughs> this second one real slow because I'm like, okay, I got to meet this dude at 545. It's, like, 520 right now. Like, I'm pacing myself very well. And uh, my new boss was like, well, he's like, I'm empty. I'm going to go buy another one. You need another one? I was like, ah, I got to be going soon, and I've still got some here. He's like, well, how much do you have left in that? I was like, well, I got about half of it left. He's like, you can drink another one. So motherfucker goes and buys me another beer. <laughs> and so now I have 20 minutes to slam one and a half beers before going to dinner with this dude. And I do, obviously. Um, I oh, slam the beers and I tell my new boss, I was like, hey, sorry, I got to run off now. I got to go. So we take off. And as you know, as a drinker yourself, I was sitting down during this whole interaction. Oh, uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> on an empty stomach. So the moment I stood up, all three of those beers were like, welcome to the party, brother. And just fucking <laughs> rocked my <laughs> rocked my world, dude. It was insane. 
Um, so I'm like trying to navigate through this crowd and like not look super hammered in front of my wife already. And uh, <laughs> we dude, get that's to, uh, sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. That's the absolute worst. Is when you're like trying not like. <laughs> Consciously trying not to act drunk, but you know you're drunk, and you're like, "Oh fuck, she knows. She knows I'm fucking oh, hammered right now." <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. That was 100 percent the case. And like, we finally we meet up with my the the former teacher who we're going to dinner with, and I just told him I was like, "Look, I got to be straight up with you. I'm already a little buzzed because I had beers with my new boss, and like, didn't expect it to be as many as it was." And he just kind of laughed. He's like, "No worries." And so we go to dinner. And we did like this two hour dinner. It's a thing in Japan where it's like there's a set menu that'll come out. Like it, they they bring the food. You don't you don't get to order the food. It, it's like already predetermined, and it just comes out like mm-hmm. on intervals, like every twenty minutes or something. And then mm-hmm. within that two hours, there's a special drink menu where it's just all you can drink, like alcohol. Oh. But, I mean, you know what I mean? It's not like their whole menu. It's just like, okay, you can get draft beer. You can get, like, a whiskey. Like, you know what I mean? They they limit your options. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, you, most people will do it, and most people just drink beers. Just all you can drink beer for two hours. That sounds incredible. dangerous. Oh, yeah, it's the best. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things in Japanese culture. But anyways, so we, we get there. And he's like, well, let's get started with some drinks. And I was like, bro, I, I need something in my stomach ASAP. <laughs> um, and so he, like, asked the waiter. He's like, hey, can, like, can we bring the food out? Like, can we go ahead and get started as quick as possible? And, and they did, thankfully. But uh, he orders us beers. So if you're keeping score at home, that's my fourth beer of the night. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to – I know it's all you can drink, but, like, I'm just going to coast out slowly on some beers. Like, maybe drink a couple and not get too crazy. That would have been a great idea. Had I been in control of the tablet that ordered the drinks? Oh, no. The moment my beer is finished, two new drinks come. One for the gentleman, one for myself. And it's what's called a chew high, which I don't think you know what that is. Um, a high chew? I love those. Yeah, they're great. Also Japanese. <laughs> um, chew high is, if I remember correctly, it's a shochu, which is essentially just like... I guess the closest comparison would be vodka and carbonated water. So it's mm. it's a step up from beer, some would say. A little bit of a mixed cocktail. Um, and I was like, okay, yeah, I can do one of these, I guess. So I drink that. Again, <laughs> trying to be as tame as possible. And I was like, okay, I've, I've got to go slowly through this, and I've got to switch back to beer. I've got to tell him to order me a beer. That didn't work. He ordered me a whiskey and Coke after that. Um, oh. So. <laughs> Your weakness. I'm like, I'm like back in college at this point. I am feeling great while also well, trying. Coke, not whiskey. I was a rum and Coke. I was rum and Coke. Rum's not a big thing in Japan. So I, whiskey and Coke is, is plenty fine. But I was a rum and Coke guy in college. But I'm trying to, you know, take care of my son and not look like a drunk college kid in front of my former colleague and my wife and I'm failing badly but we're we're hanging in there and then finally it gets to like the last order because we were both going slowly thank god um they were like okay what's your what's your last order and he looked at me he's like what do you want your last drink to be and I said please please just get me a beer <laughs> and he said okay uh, so I closed it out with one more beer and as we were driving, or well, I wasn't driving home. I was riding in the back seat of my car. My wife was dr- driving us home. I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know what? I think I did a good job. I don't think I looked that hammered throughout the whole night. And then the next morning, I saw the pictures that my wife took. And oh my God, if I don't look <laughs> the drunkest I've ever looked in my life. <laughs> Just fucking nothing at home. You know what I mean? Like you can see my you can see my face and just no yeah. one's there. Everybody's out to lunch. It is no one's home. I am just on cruise control as a human being. And it was bad. Lights are on, but no one's there, right? 
Oh, absolutely. I don't even know if the lights were on, to be honest. It was it was bad, bro. But it was a good time. Yeah, I, had a, I had a good time. Yeah. So that's my recent drinking escapade. I thought you were going to get to the part of the story that has happened to me several times where you like, you're drunk, but you know you shouldn't be as drunk as you are. And so you like mm-hmm. go into the bathroom and you like look at yourself in the mirror and have like a pep talk like you need to pull your shit together, dude. Like <laughs> <laughs> I did I did go to the bathroom at one point, but I did not have the pep talk. I just kinda looked at myself and I was like, You're doing great, kid. <laughs> you're killing it right now. Everybody's got that where you you go take a piss or something, then you're like washing your hands, you look up and you see yourself and you're like, Oh no. <laughs> oh yeah i need to fix this right now <laughs> oh yeah the amount of times i did that at the upstairs pub down in bloomington insane. <laughs> i'd go in there and there'd be like four dudes pissing one dude sleeping on the floor and i'd look in the mirror and i'd be like what the fuck's wrong with you cameron why are you here right now <laughs> pull yourself together that happens to the best of us it really does <laughs> it's the empty stomach thing, dude. I'm telling you, because like, oh yeah, there's nights that I've ate a good meal and then I've drank and I'm totally fine, you know. And I mean, yeah. you know me, I I usually drink quite a bit, um, responsibly, of course. But uh, of course, then there's some nights where I get like you know, four or five beers in, I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I think that I have eight, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, well, that's like, the night before, the night before I did all that, I had my buddy, my buddy came and visited, I hadn't seen him in a long time, and so he and I had a couple of beers, but like, before we started drinking, we like, we went out to this Chinese restaurant, and we ate, I mean, we ate a good amount. Um, And so, yeah, we came back, and I mean, I we probably smashed eight or nine beers between, you know what I mean? Like a piece. Mm-hmm. And I felt, I didn't even feel like, I mean, I obviously was inebriated, but like, yeah, I was totally fine because my belly was full. And you know what I mean? It was just, it was no big mm-hmm. deal. But yeah, that next day drinking on an empty stomach. And like I said, the moment I stood up, my knees were like <laughs> fucking bet, bro. <laughs> That's the worst, dude. Like the worst is like going to like a, like a brewery or something where it's like they only oh. have like IPAs or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Cause those fucking creep up on you, dude. And like they you'll sit there and you'll have three or four of those and you're like, Oh, I got to take a piss. And you stand up and you're like, Whoa, what the f- who's moving the floor? Like, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I sit up. You'd have thought I got punched by fucking Mike Tyson or something. I was wobbling. <laughs> I was fucking, I did not know which way was straight. <laughs> I mad. took a punch from Hall of Famer Mike Tyson. <laughs> or not Mike Tyson. Mike Ditka. Damn it, I fucked that. That's <laughs> all right. Everybody gets I did one. not go down. <laughs> sure, I wobbled a bit, but I did not go down. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, I still wouldn't mess with Mike Tyson. Have you seen videos of him? Like, Yes. Like training and throwing punches? Yes. The man is insane. Here's here's my crazy take. I wouldn't mess with anybody that has any background in boxing ever. Yes, I agree. Because, well, first of all, I don't know how I'm not I'm not a, a fighter by any means, but I definitely don't want to go against somebody who knows the best way to punch me. Right. <laughs> like what? Like wrestling, yeah, okay, I'll give you a go at wrestling, but it's like you know how to inflict pain with a punch? Nah, not for me. <laughs> that might sound crazy. Kickboxers, dude, they kick you in the head and shit. You don't even see it coming. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> kickboxers, the, those frighten me. I mean, boxers frighten me too, but like kickboxing—that's insane. Mm-mm. No way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, if I ever if I ever got into a fight because I've never actually been in like a real fight unless you count fourth grade. 
Um, I do. I do count it, by the way. Okay, I've been in one fight. One and zero. One and zero. Retired. Under- I decided to retire. Yeah, I decided to go out on top. I retired, but <laughs> yeah, I would just have to take it straight to the ground. I'm not fucking around with standing up and letting you punch me in the face or something stupid like I. <laughs> no, I'm immediately no way, shooting dude. a double leg blast. If if you stop that, I'm kind of fucked. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got. I got a double leg blast. If you stop that, I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, let's bring it into pop culture reference. We were talking, I was, you know, I was mentioning baseball before we got recorded. Look at old Tim Anderson of the White Sox. Motherfucker, he fucked around. He found out, Ooh. didn't he? Yes, he did. A slap in front of millions of people. <laughs> yeah. And a clip that will be shared forever. Yeah. Dude, he could go on and win like the next five MVPs and doesn't matter. Break every record, you know what I mean? And everybody like, hey, remember when you got knocked the fuck out? <laughs> yeah, remember when you got one punch dropped? That was funny. <laughs> that was a good time for everybody except you. <laughs> yeah, poor bastard. <laughs> That happens. Well, it's never well, happened to well me, like but... the... no, it's never happened to me either. Hope it never does. I have been punched in the face before, per per my request. That was another drunk thing I did once. Great time. Um, hey, welcome to the club. Yeah, I'll talk about that here in a second. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, I was just going back to the Tim Anderson thing. That that is the that is one of the purest examples in life of the chart that the guy made of the fuck around and find out. <laughs> there's there's a yeah. level when you fuck around, you will find out. And he did. <laughs> I forgot about that video. That's oh, so good. Uh, the drunken story about me getting punched in the face uh, is just that. I was just really drunk. One of my friends was like, hey, I studied. This actually contradicts everything I just said now that I realize it. She said, hey, I studied boxing once, and I was like, punch me in the fucking face. She said, are you sure? I said, yes, I've never been punched in the face. I want to feel it. And so I sat there, and she reared back, and she punched me in the face, and I had a friend videotape it in slow-mo, and it was one of the greatest videos I've ever taken. And the best part about the (laughs) video, if I find it, I'll send it to you. The best part about the video is after I get punched in the face, I immediately turn to my friend Dave. This is all in slow motion. And we just dap each other up while the girl who punched me in the face just looks at other friends like, what the fuck did I just do and why? (laughs) It's great. It's the highlight of the video. Incredible. Yeah, it's fantastic. Sorry, I'm I'm searching the video now. Actually, I'm trying to I'm trying trying to find oh, it. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, yeah. As you know, and as most of our friends know, I can be a little fiery. Um, mm-hmm. I've been in several. That's one way to describe fights. you. But I've uh, never been in a fight because I, um, I don't know. It's just never happened. It's because you're a coward, really. Yeah, I'm a huge puss. But besides <laughs> that, <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of glad, though. You know what I mean? Because, like, like you said, what if somebody, you know, got a lucky swing in and just one punch KO'd me and everything's filmed nowadays. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want that being around forever. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, no, that I forget. There was somebody in my life who once said was like, you never really know anybody's background. So like, when you think about like a stranger on the street, like they could just fucking, they could end you without, you knowing. you know, like if you try to get in a fight with somebody, they could just fucking wreck your shit, and you would never know until it was too late. Right. So. Well, no, even like yeah. 
I mean, you don't know who has a gun or a knife on them. You know what I mean? Like you could like be yelling at a guy cause he parked weird and then you're just dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's fucking terrifying. Like at, at the is. dinner, at the dinner yesterday or lunch rather, how odd that I called it a dinner. Um, one of the one of the family members there was like, "Oh, Cameron, you've been living here in Japan for six years now. Which one's easier to live in, Japan or America?" And without missing a beat, I was like, "Japan." And they're like, "Oh, why is that?" And I didn't know how to describe to them. I was like, "I don't have to be worried about insane people, you know, escalating things randomly." Which I yeah. mean, that's not to say all of America's like that. I'm I'm just saying. I feel like in recent time, you're seeing a lot of a lot of shit like that happen more often, and it's kind of spooky. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's the yeah. video well, that's been know. going? Sorry. Do what? I was gonna say the video that's been going around that people have been memeing a lot recently, where the dude just like road rages and like punches the dude's window like seven times in a row. Spooky. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> you don't have that in Japan. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm. There's crimes in the big city, but no one's punching windows, for God's sakes. <laughs> yeah. It's also a lot smaller of a population. Or, well, maybe not population, but... No, I know, but I mean, it's, it's small. Just a different culture. Yeah. Well, and it's I think we've talked about it before, too. It's like, you see the news that you want to see, and like um, as we all mm-hmm. know, there's definitely some fear-mongering... In America's news, uh, whereas in Japan, it's pretty much straightforward of like, yep, this thing happened. And it's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't want to get into all the, the, that. That's not what this podcast is about. Yeah. We don't have to put on our tinfoil hats today. <laughs> Oh. Uh, that was weird. What? We both, uh, maybe you didn't hear it, we both sighed the exact same way at the exact same time. It's like we're synced up. It's like we're both boys from a small town in Indiana. It was very yeah. much the yeah, mid... That, that, it, was ve- <laughs> it was very <laughs> much the Midwestern, like... Oh, we were having a conversation, but we need a new topic, Cy. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> that's, you that's exactly. Slap your knees. And... <laughs> yeah. Well. Oh, <laughs> what are we going to talk about now? Uh, I love, I love that in the Midwest, we refuse to acknowledge those moments. We just have those types of things. I don't know. I don't know, maybe other regions do too, but like it's just so funny to me Midwest culture of like not wanting to be rude ever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's why um like uh people on like the East Coast is usually one that is like a example, but like everybody's like everybody in Boston's a dickhead or you know what I mean? Or like people from New York yeah. are are rude. Yeah, and I wonder if that's just because like that's they're they're just not they don't act like the Midwesterners do. Yeah, they're just logical people then, who are like, no, I don't want to do that thing, and it's like you can say <laughs> no, you can you can deny things, <laughs> or they're just or they're just assholes. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. Boy, the French are assholes. Absolutely. Well, that's <laughs> like yeah. The other day I was talking to Jared, good friend Jared, and uh he I forget who he said he was talking about, but he, he was he was talking about somebody he was in a group chat, like a like a voice chat with some people. And somebody was like, Hey, you guys want to play this game? And one of the other friends was like, No, I don't. I want to play this game. And Jared was just like, You can do that? You can say like what? You don't have to play the game your friends want to play. <laughs> Like I, yeah, he's I guess never so. playing never. Smite again. <laughs> yeah, I like, never thought about that. I guess you could just be like, "Nah, I want to play the game that I want to play." <laughs> but yeah, but see, that just kind of seems like 
I don't know. I I obviously wasn't in the conversation. I didn't hear it. But yeah, like, absolutely, yeah. It seems a little selfish, almost. You know what I mean? And that's my thing. I always like, like I I have real bad like battle with myself. We talked last week. You got the, you know, the angel and the devil or whatever arguing with yourself. Yeah. I always have bad like, like telling myself that I'm being selfish or that in certain situations I was too selfish. So I'm always like right. kind of conscious of that. Yeah. Um, I still act selfishly at times, obviously, but like it gets me into a lot of situations where I'm like, man, I could have just been a dickhead or I could have just, you know, said no, but no, instead of yeah. doing this bullshit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, for me in, in that, in that specific situation about like games or whatever, if it's a game that like just came out, you know what I mean? It's like, all right, I get it. You know, you're hyped about the game. You just bought it. Like, I get it. But if, like, you and I were talking, and I like we weren't really doing anything, and I was just like, hey, you want to play Smite? And you were like, no, nah, not really. It's like, what the f- Why? <laughs> why not? <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? Like, I don't yeah. deny the request. <laughs> but, so. Yeah, I don't know. You know how many times I get asked to play Chell, and I don't want to, but I do anyway? Yeah. <laughs> exactly what we're doing after this podcast to be honest you're damn right can't wait to get so I hate it. mad I'm gonna get so <laughs> upset it's gonna be awful dude it's it's ea man we're in an abusive relationship with ea and we just keep we really coming are. back speaking of abusive relationships It's a bold bold transition phrase, I know. (laughs) Um, Speaking of abusive relationships, have you finished The Shrink Next Door? Yeah. Okay, we're not done yet. Sai and I, we we just finished episode four the other day. Um, So I think we've got like, what, two? Is it six episodes? Is that right? I think it's six, if I remember correctly. we've We've got a few more left. That That show is incredible it's awesome i told you it's it's so so good good. like no business being as good as it is yeah Um, the writing and the acting and like oh it's phenomenal it's it's awesome it's so phenomenal obviously i don't want to spoil anything and i'm not even finished with the show but like the progression from episode one to episode full four of Paul Rudd's character. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Fantastic. And like Yeah. Uh, it's just so, I don't know, it's just so well done and it's like you said the balance between like them being serious and comedic is just so good. It's perfect, yeah. Yeah. Like I don't, this I don't think this is a spoiler, but this is a, a good example I can think of. When they're at the frame shop and uh Maury meets the the girl for the first time, I think her name's Hannah. Mm-hmm. And like you know, they're talking or whatever, and then they, like it's clearly a moment of like to show you. I don't know, like it's it's kind of a serious moment, I guess, like in terms of character development. And then they just leave the store, and he's like, "Run!" And it's like, "Why are we running?" I don't know. Just run! And it's like, "What the hell?" Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, it's just it's so well done. It's so good. And like yeah. I'm fighting because it's based on a true story. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I've been fighting all of the urges to, like, look up the true story because I don't want it to be spoiled for me at all. Yeah, it it will if you look it up, so don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to do that, but I'm very anxious. I think, obviously, tonight for dinner, during dinner, rather, not for dinner, <laughs> during dinner, <laughs> we're going to watch, we're going to watch the next episode, but hopefully we'll get it done the next couple of days, I'm... Yeah. I fucking it's so good and it's super obviously good. there are some not physically abusive relationships in that show, but there are some mentally abusive relationships you could say. And so that was how I tied it into abusive relationships. Yeah. Yeah, very very much for, so. For the people listening at home who are like, How the fuck does that show tie into abusive relationships? That there's your there's the explanation. <laughs> That's basically what it's about. <laughs> yeah, that's very much like the whole premise of the show. Yeah. And it's like... Yeah. 
without giving too much away. The whole time, I was like, well, maybe not the whole time. The first couple episodes, I honestly found myself being like, well, I don't know, maybe, you know. Yeah. Maybe he's misunderstood or something. Yep. And then it's like starts getting a little farther and farther. And then you get to a point where you're just fascinated. And obviously it's, you know, it's, it's Hollywood. They, you know, Hollywood. Oh yeah. Put some Hollywood sprinkles on it. You know what I mean? Played it up a little bit, but like, yeah. Like you just sit there and you're like, how can a person treat another person like that yeah and then like not i'm not like victim shaming or anything at all but like how can you as a man have allow someone to talk to you and treat you that way as well you know what i mean like it's just it's a it's a crazy story because it doesn't even seem like real you know what i mean yeah no absolutely (laughs) Well, like you said, they're definitely like you can definitely. I think even when they, I don't know, maybe it's in the first episode or something. They they explain how it's like. Obviously, this is a little bit like dramatized because it's Hollywood, like you were saying. Um, yeah. I guess for the people listening who don't know about this show, again, I have not finished it, but the premise of it, at least from my understanding, is seeing this relationship between a therapist and a patient turn into a manipulator and a victim like that's i i don't want to give too much of it away but the therapist is clearly manipulating this dude um thinking that he's doing stuff for his betterment and self-improvement and that's just not the case like it just becomes what's it i don't know it's just so fucked up it's just weird it's crazy but Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, cause, like, what? I don't know. There, there was a moment, and again, don't want to ruin the show. If, but, I think it. I think the moment that jumped out to me was, uh, it was. It would have been this last episode. It's when he's trying to get him to like buy tickets to go to the banquet, and they're in, oh, they're yeah. in the they're in his office, and he's like, "Well, first of all, can I get a desk because like all this stuff or whatever." That mm-hmm. whole interaction about the desk was kind of fucking crazy that he pulled that one out of his ass. Um, yeah. But then, like, yeah, the whole interaction about, like, the dinner stuff, where he's like, yo, women want to be swept off their feet. You should take her to this banquet. And he's like, I don't know. $1,000 a plate is a lot. And he's like, you know, it'll be, he's like, I already thought it was steep for just the two of us. Now you want to make it a double date. That's four of us. I'm, I apologize that I'm kind of saying the dialogue to the scene if people want to watch the show. Um, but then, like, the way that he flips and he's like, well, a table for eight's only 6000 That's the scam right there. You know, like, that whole yeah. thing, that was just fucking nuts. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, I, and, like, not just that show, but, like, there's, like, I find shows like that so interesting, like, about, like, how people treat other people or can manipulate other people and yeah. totally feel okay with it. Like, like yeah. we said, we feel bad if we tell one of our friends that we don't want to play a certain video game with them. Like I couldn't imagine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah I couldn't imagine I mean? manipulating someone for fucking years. If you, well, you've probably already watched it. I was gonna say, if you want another real life, like, seeing how somebody can fucking manipulate and fuck somebody over and like fuck with their life. The, the fucking the, mon- the untold Monte Teo on Netflix. There's another example of that. Mm. I have not seen that, but I know you should watch. You should fucking story. watch that. You should watch that. It's insane. Also, the, not really manipulation. The Johnny Manziel one that just came out is really good too. Uh, I shouldn't say really yeah, good. I heard it's okay. One. It's really yeah, I good. Heard it was good. In, I heard it was kind of sad. It, it is kind of sad. It's really, and I don't know if it's just because, like, I knew what happened after he got drafted. Like, I've, you know what I mean? Like, everybody kind of followed the story more. But, like, mm-hmm. once it gets to him in the NFL, it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, okay. You know what I mean? It's not like it's, I don't know. 
it didn't feel like new information, I guess, in a weird way. Um, oh yeah. But like the stuff leading up to like him and Colin, like the, that's that shit's fucking that's wild. But mm-hmm. I I am in a similar boat as you, where it's like I like I'm interested in the psychology aspect of of that stuff, right? Like, yeah. I, it, it, to me, it all comes back to to language. I guess it's amazing to me how the way words are delivered can have a reaction to somebody. And I know that probably sounds really fucking stupid, but it makes sense to me. And the best way <laughs> no, I can I describe it, yeah, the best way I can describe it is like not only how in the uh, the shrink next door about like manipulating people. Like even like a police interrogation video, that shit's so fascinating to me, because it's mm-hmm. like they're the detectives and stuff are choosing their words in a way that invokes a response from, you know what I mean, like from these people, and it's just like I, it's just it's so fucking cool, it's so interesting to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is, and I mean, it's literally just like if you break it down, it's just like different grunts and noises yeah. that we make and form into these uh, like understood grunts and noises that oh yeah communicate each other's thoughts it's kind of wild well that sounds like a I'm, like a, a stoner thought but like <laughs> absolutely it does but no here's the craziest <laughs> example like so i'm going to break this down for you in japanese there's no r or l sound and that's why mm-hmm. you have the stereotype of like when they try to say R's or L's, like they get them mixed up and stuff. Like that's where that stereotype comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just because in Japanese, that sound does not exist. There's like a hybrid sound. It's like halfway between an R and halfway between an L. So that's not the point. The point I'm getting at though is like, as you said, these are just grunts and sounds that we have all just come to agree that like they mean this. Yeah. Um, and the reason why it's crazy, though, is because, like, Japanese students, when I teach them English, like, they, they can learn to make the R and L sound. It's not impossible. But, like, th- that's something they really struggle with. But, like, for example, my friend who, who works at my new job with me, his daughter, who, you know, she's half Japanese, half American, uh, who was born, like, she lived in Hawaii until she was, like, four, I think. And then, you know, they now live here in Japan she has no problem with her R's and L's. And she can speak Japanese fluently. You know what I mean? She speaks both languages fluently. But it's just like, it's Hmm. crazy how that little thing of her starting, like hearing it from a young age, she's able to make that sound. And it doesn't sound like a foreign thing to her. But to Japanese kids who learn it in, you know, after they've already become fluent in Japanese, it's a foreign sound to them. It's not a sound that they're familiar with because they've gone... Oh, I don't know what six, seven, eight years with never hearing that sound. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, no, nah, it'd be like trying to like picture a new color. Like you can't yeah. do it. You know what you I mean? You can't like, do it. Yeah, and then you just have this foreign dude yelling at you in class, trying to get you to imagine this color that you can't see, but he saw it his whole life. <laughs> that, that's what yeah. it's like. <laughs> I heard that recently. I don't know where I heard that, but. It's funny that it kind of tied in there. Yeah. But, anyway, I don't know, dude. Etymology is really fucking cool. And I, I said it back, like, in episode 30 that I was getting into etymology and stuff, and I'm still huge into it. It's crazy. And uh, on that note, I have... I've actually... I wanted to tell you this the moment I found out about it. I don't think I told you. Did I tell you about the etymology of howdy, like the cowboy greeting? Uh, I think you mentioned that you wanted to talk about it, maybe, but I don't remember you Hell yeah. actually telling me. Okay, well, good, because I want to talk about it. I'm making it sound more insane than it is. It's just funny, I guess. If you had to guess what the word howdy came from, what would you, what would you think it was? I just assume it was like, how you doing? Just shortened. Kind of. You're you're very close. What if I told you howdy comes from the phrase that cowboys would use, might I add, came from the phrase, how do ye? How do ye? How do ye? 
So these I motherfuckers know. were <laughs> just like, how are you doing? That's all I meant. <laughs> but it sounds like it's from the fucking Knights of the Round Table. And it's so funny to me. <laughs> To picture like these cowboys riding around being like, how do ye? And it's like, fucking shut up. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm going to start saying, how do ye? Yeah. How do ye? Dude, <laughs> what the fuck is that guy's you? problem? <laughs> <laughs> like, who the fuck is that King Arthur bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit, so good. But yeah, dude, it's just interesting to hear. Uh, I don't know to find out where words come from. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, I think we've talked about it a few separate times. But it's crazy how many like things like that in English are just like like we've stolen from something, or like we've just like been too lazy to say a whole thing, so we shorten it. You know. <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's, I think that's like 80% of where words come from is just people being lazy. Makes sense to me. I mean, yeah. That's just a statistic that I pulled out of my ass. That's not like a real thing. The funny thing (laughs) is, well, I shouldn't say for all language, but like, it's even in Japanese. Like, they have so many words that they just shorten down. Because they're just like, I don't want to do it. Oh, really? We all know Australia does it too. Yeah. Australia? So, like, the best, yeah, Australia. The best example I can think of in Japanese is instead of saying, and I don't know, maybe so someone told me they got this from Australia. I don't know if that's true or not. But all I know is, like, the word for air conditioner in Japanese is just like a Japanese pronunciation of the English word air conditioner. But no one says the whole word. They just say air kong, and it's great. And you huh. just shorten it. You just cut it off. Hmm. I like make up my own words like that. <laughs> that aren't yeah. like universally used. <laughs> Absolutely. I like to speak in my <laughs> gibberish language that no one understands. Yeah, dude. Why use many word when small word do trick, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What's the, what's the the other office? He's like Crime Man Squaw, front and seat. <laughs> like, what? He's like Crisis Management Team, front and center. <laughs> Why didn't you just say that? He's like, it's faster. It's like, well now you've had to take the time to explain that to us. <laughs> Yeah, ninety percent of the time, if I try to like make up an acronym, or like not an acronym, an abbreviation or anything like that, that's what ends up happening. I'll try to say something for it to be faster, and somebody will be like, oh, "What does that mean?" And then I have to explain it, and it ruins everything. <laughs> you ever read the book Frindle? Frindle? Was it Frindle? Yeah, I, I read Frindle. On my Kindle while putting my car in Prindle. What? What? (laughs) (laughs) Do you not know what Prindle is? Huh. What? Prindle? You you never watched The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody growing up? Uh, I did, but not a whole lot. I wasn't a huge Disney guy growing up. I was more of a. Oh, my God. Cartoon Network Nickelodeon fella. All right, you smug bastard. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> there's a part there's a part in Sweet Life of Zack and Cody where uh, Brenda Song's character, whose name I forgot, uh, is learning to drive from... Yeah, London Tipton. I should know that. Um, she's learning to drive from uh, Mr. Mosby, the manager of the hotel, and he's like... Put it, I forget how the conversation starts, but he tells her to put it into gear or something. And she's like, on the Prindle? And he's like, what's a Prindle? And she points down to the gear ship and she's like, P R N D L, Prindle. And he's like, <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's, it's a 
funny. It's a funny conversation where he ends up losing his mind. He's like, sure, let's turn on the radio. Would you like some am or fum? And it's very funny. <laughs> so I was, I was making a rhyming joke by saying that I have read Frindle on my Kindle while putting my car into gear with Prindle. That was all. That, that makes was. a lot of sense. That's a ball. Back to the, yeah. Back to the previous point. It's now not as good because <laughs> I've had to take all this time to explain it. Yeah. Well. Anywho, the story Frendel. It's all right. Frendel. Yes. Um, I remember having to read it. Uh, I think in elementary. It was basically a kid that like. It's kind of a smug little bastard, actually. Um, was like trying to like argue that words are words only have like meaning if we give them meaning or something. Like that was like the moral of the story, I think. But like he started calling pens friendles, and it like caught on, and a bunch of kids started calling them friendles, and it was just something that he like completely made up. And uh, that sounds familiar. Did you just like did you just like unlock a core memory for me that I forgot that I had? <laughs> I can't. I'm pretty sure it was elementary school that we had to read it. Or maybe the teacher even read it to us. I can't remember, but I don't know why I remember that or you know. Whatever. But um, how would you even spell Frendel? F R I N D L E or E L? I think it's L E. It is L E. Oh my God. Yeah. I know this book. I've I have seen this book. Yeah. I have seen the cover of this book. Have I read it? That I do not remember. But I have seen the cover of this book one time. Uh, wow. You Have you ever had that moment where it's like you kind of forgot something and then you finally see something that reminds you of it and then like a, a door in your brain just opens up and it's a flood of information of like, oh, all of these things that I forgot. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what just happened. That was crazy. If you want another another wild instance of that, literally yeah. go on YouTube or something and just look up um, like old like '90s cartoon intros or something like that. Oh yeah. And dude, I did that one time, and there was literally like, because I was like, I think I remember most every show that I watched. And then there yeah. was like five that fucking came on. I was like, holy shit, I totally forgot about that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I had I had a similar thing like that the other day on YouTube. A random video popped up to me, and it was like the entire story of Codename Kids Next Door in 30 minutes. And I was like, oh my god, I forgot that show existed. <laughs> I definitely want to know that whole storyline. And so I watched the whole video, and it was great. It was fantastic. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, it's been an hour already. I know it kind of flew. Yeah, I was just kind of, I was just kind of talking to about. I mean, this episode is mainly me talking. I apologize, everybody. No, you're kinda, good, dog. You had a question for everybody? I don't even remember what last week's question was. Uh, a favorite movie, I think. Oh yeah, did you get any re- you get any responses? Uh, we did not. All right. Um, well, this week's question is: What's your favorite Limp Biscuit song? And make sure to just send uh, just send the song directly to Macaulay. Um, private message him. Send the songs to him. Uh, he's an avid Limp Biscuit fan, so he'll he'll appreciate them all. Um. And al- along with a 300-word essay on why it's your favorite Limp Biscuit song. 
Yeah, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> as long as we get some <laughs> interaction. <laughs> yeah. We'll take anything at this point. <laughs> but uh I'm gonna go I'm gonna go break stuff and listen to Behind <laughs> Blue Eyes. Oh, they should have never covered that song. No, it's it's so bad. <sighs> and that's not even me being biased. Look at the time. Probably going to head out, but uh, appreciate you guys stopping by. Um, make sure you like and subscribe to uh, get a notification so you can join us every week on Mondays whenever we're out here talking about nothing. See ya.